This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. All right, I see flashing red noses all around. Everybody stick up your red nose. There they are. <laughs> Guys, how many of you kids, I know there was a bunch that were here Friday night. How many of you watched Rudolph this week? Yeah. yeah. How I many of you love you. Rudolph? Guys, Sean and I watched Rudolph this week. Mm-hmm. Brought back all kinds of memories. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know if Sean had ever seen it all the way through. No, probably not. Seems. <laughs> no surprise there. Seems very un-American to fell me. Fell asleep. I don't know. Every year when I watched it. I think that's a requirement for citizenship, but <laughs> she's seen it now. Yet from beginning to end. So, uh. Guys, we, uh, we love Rudolph, don't we? You kids love Rudolph? How many of you can sing the whole song? Hey, oh. all, all the kids, stand up. Let me see all the kids stand, stand up. Stand up in your seat. Stand up in your seat. Okay, now all of you that wanted noses a while ago, you can stand up too. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, let's sing it together. You ready? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, reindeer had a very shiny nose like a light bulb. Saw it. You would even say it glows. All of the yellow reindeer used to laugh and call him They never looked for Rudolph. Rain in any rain. But what happened? Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say ho, ho. Off with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeer loved him, loved him, as they shouted out with glee, yippee! Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, reindeer, you'll go down in history. Everybody loves Rudolph and his shiny nose. And we had a Rudolph parents' night out on Friday night. A bunch of you dropped your kids off to be a part of that. I think we have a few pictures, yeah? Do we have a few pictures? We have a few pictures of that. Oh, Oh, look at those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Yeah. We had a good crew. I think I understand. There was about. Big kid right there. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we love the story of Rudolph. Has certainly become part of Christmas. And you guys know the story of Rudolph. Have you seen the, I guess we wouldn't call it a movie. And when I was a kid, it was a TV special, right? It came on once a year, and you watched it on ABC once, once a year. But, uh, but Rudolph was seen as a what? Misfit. A misfit. That's right, a misfit. He was seen as a misfit. Why was he seen as a misfit? Because of that dead gum, shiny red nose. And so we know that during all the reindeer games, they made fun of him, right? Mm-hmm. He was an outcast. They called him all kinds of names. And so it got so bad that they told Rudolph that he could no longer play in the reindeer games, right? Because of that shiny red nose. So what does Rudolph do? How does he respond? He runs away, doesn't he? 
he runs away. And we know that when he does that, he meets an elf. Anybody remember what the elf's name is? Herbie. Herbie. Yes. Who got Herbie? Come on. I had to look Herbie, it up even after I watched the movie. Herbie was an elf. I, I was asking Shauna. <laughs> even, the, even when the snowman's singing, I'm going, who's that singing? Who's that singing? She's like, I don't know. I'm going, it's Burl Ives. How can you not know Burl Ives? <laughs> I still don't know Herbie, Burl Ives. the elf, is who he meets up when he runs away, right? And Herbie was an elf, and he was always told that his lifelong job was to make toys, but he didn't want to make toys. What did he want to do? He wanted to be a dentist. Yeah. So Herbie runs away with Rudolph, right? So Herbie and Rudolph, the misfits. We know they have no friends except each other. They run off together. And in their journey, they end up in a place called what? The Island of Misfit Toys. And they meet the king of the island, and he tells them, they, they ask if they can stay there. They're like, we're misfits too. Can we stay here? And he makes a statement. He says, unlike playthings, living creatures cannot hide themselves on this island. But perhaps being misfits yourselves, you might help the toys here. And so we know how this ends. Rudolph, life, his life changes when he goes back to Christmas land. And Santa recognizes his gift, Right? What had been considered the thing that made him an outcast, Santa recognized as a gift. They thought they were going to have to cancel Christmas. But it was Rudolph's gift that came in very handy in that moment. And we know that he asked Rudolph to lead his sleigh on that foggy, wintry night. And so Rudolph and, and Herbie, and Herbie. Make, end up back in Christmastown for good. And Herbie becomes a dentist, thank goodness, right? right? <laughs> so that's the question. How many of you have ever felt like a misfit before? Anybody ever felt that way? I think we probably all have it sometime, right? You know, I think probably all of us have felt like a misfit at some times. You know, um, I remember when I was younger and I had to get glasses for the first time. Did anybody ever struggle with putting on glasses and be like, people are going to make fun of me? Four eyes, four yeah, eyes. Yeah, right. I, I, I didn't fit in. Or, you know, maybe, maybe you were raised by a single parent and, you know, you didn't maybe have as much money and so you always felt different than everybody else. You felt like you didn't have as much stuff is everybody else. Um, adults, how about this? How about, have any of you ever thought, well, I'm, a di I'm divorced and everybody's just judging me? Everybody's just judging me. That church won't accept me. They, those people don't like me. They're just looking down at me. Or maybe you're in here as an adult and you're a widow or a widower. And you're like, I just, I don't feel like I fit. You know, it's family day and it's just me, right? There's so many things that happen in our lives sometimes that make us feel out of place, that we don't feel like we should. Um, now, you know, sometimes we feel like we don't just fit in, but how many you know that sometimes we feel insecure about some of our physical features or some things that other people might um, consider silly? Um, has anybody in here ever wished they were taller? Yeah, yes, you're standing up. Okay, has anybody in here ever wished they were shorter? Okay, yeah, do you wish you were shorter? You know, how many of you, maybe, and you don't have to raise your hands on this, but, you know, maybe you think you're too poor or you're too rich or too heavy or too skinny or too dumb or too smart or what about this, too athletic or maybe you're just one of those, you know, as an athletic, you're just one of them dumb jocks. 
Well, what's the other side of that? Well, you know, you're just one of those, you're just one of those nerds. You're just one of those know-it-all. You're, you're a bookworm. Oh, some of you are like, oh, that's not me. Who likes to read in here? That is awesome. Keep reading. All right. You know, but then, you know, maybe there's those that are the cheerleaders. They're like, yeah. And then, you know, maybe those that sometimes we've defined as an airhead. That, like, they just don't come. Okay. I've been guilty at times when jokes have been said. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Rob, can you help me out? <laughs> please, please. Um, and guys, so here's the thing is that all of us, I think all of us at different times, we have felt like a misfit. We have felt different. We have felt like we don't maybe fit in. We have felt like we're not accepted. But guess what? How many of you guys know that when we open up the Bible, there was a lot of people in that Bible that may have felt like a misfit as well. Yep. We could yep. talk about a bunch of different people from the Bible that can relate to that. There are definitely people in the Bible that thought that they were misfits. And so as I was thinking about this, obviously it's Christmas. And so we all know the real story of Christmas, right? We know that we celebrate our Savior being born into the world, being born into a manger. And in that story, how many of you guys remember the story of the shepherds? How many of you remember the shepherds, how the angel appeared to the shepherds and announced that Jesus was born, and the shepherds went and saw Jesus, right? And so let's, let's look at that passage. I want to look at that, and we're going to read for a minute from Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're just going to read a, a portion of this from the Message Bible, but see how many of you guys remember this? It says, there were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They were watching their sheep all night long. And suddenly, God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. And it says, they were what? They were terrified. And then the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody. Who in here is an everybody? Meant God. for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town of Bethlehem. A Savior who is Messiah and Master, Christ the Lord. And this is what you're looking for. A baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. And at once the angel was joined by a huge chorus of angels singing God's praises. And they were singing glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please Him. And as the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. They said, let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. So they left running and they found Mary and Joseph and the angel and, and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone that they met what the angels had said about this child. And all who heard the shepherds were impressed. And Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear within her, dear deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything that they had seen and heard. And it turned out exactly the way that they had been told. Guys, what a cool experience that was. They were the first ones. They got to see the angels announce the birth of the Savior of the world. But best of all, they got to see and they got to worship Jesus. Let's stand up together for a minute and let's sing this together.
Could you imagine that moment? You guys can have a seat. The shepherds, they came. The Lord spoke. They followed the angels to that place where Jesus, the Messiah, their hope, their future, their king had been born. So think for a moment about the shepherds. Rob was talking about those just a moment ago. That was probably a life changing experience for them. Would you not yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about the shepherds for the moment. Um, what did, you know, I think the shepherds probably at some time maybe felt like a misfit as well. I mean, think about it. They work outside all day, all night with, with what? Who do they work with? Stinky the sheep. sheep. Okay. Do sheep smell? Yeah. Yes. So here they are all day working around these smelly, stinky sheep. How many of you have ever been to the farm area at the zoo? The petting farm. You can smell it before you get there, right? <laughs> it can smell. So here they are, stinking. How do you guys know that they lived outside in the rain, in the wind? And guys, I even looked this up. There was even snow sometimes. I was like, even in the snow where it's really cold, they lived out there outside. They wandered from pasture to pasture, taking care of these sheep. They were misfits because they looked different than everybody else, and they lived different than everybody else. I mean, literally, guys, the shepherds, get this, you know, they may not have had red noses, but they may have had red faces from the wind and the elements and the sun right? Their faces could have really been affected by the weather that was outside. Um, guys, also, how many of you guys know that um, like the Jewish religious leaders actually kind of viewed them as dirty? And you want to know why? It's because they couldn't observe all the ceremonial rules that they were able to do. They weren't able to bathe all the time. They weren't able to eat all the time. They weren't able to go into the t- temple and worship with all the protocols that were expected of the Jews that time, at that time, right? So they were even looked out as dirty by some of the Jewish leaders, unworthy, um, because they couldn't do what's right. Guys, how many of you guys remember that um, the Egyptians didn't even like them? Let's go back to the Old Testament for a minute. Um, when Jacob and his family moved to Egypt, did they live with the Egyptians? Nope. No, where were they sent? Out in the pastures to Goshen, right? Because they didn't want to associate with them. They were shepherds. You know, I even was telling Rob as we were preparing this, I even thought about, remember when Jesse brought all of his sons together to be anointed for king? Which one did he leave out? David, who was what? A shepherd. Eh, He's just a shepherd. Eh, He's the runt. Eh, he could not possibly be the one that God would want to use as king someday, right? And so the shepherds 
probably at times could have felt like a misfit as well. They could have felt like they were being made fun of. Um, They probably were called ugly names like Rudolph. They could have been called stinky or ugly face or who knows what else that they could have been called that would have been offensive to them. So what do Rudolph and the shepherds have in common? I think they could have very well been considered misfits. And so I have three things I want to mention real quick today. First thing I want to mention is none of God's kids are misfits. Amen. Kiddos, all you kids in here, how many of you are God's kid? Come on. You are not a misfit. Let me tell you what it says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. It says God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. The Bible says that as God's kid, you were created in God's image. You were made like him, full of love and full of life. Is God a misfit? No. No. And you are not a misfit either. Ephesians, I love this, Ephesians 1 verses 4 through 6. Listen to this. It says, even before he made the world, before God made the world... God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Somebody should be saying amen, hallelujah to that. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great, what? Pleasure. Great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son what does this mean that even before God created the world he had you in mind he was thinking about you what gave him great pleasure what was it that made God happy making you his kid making you his kid you weren't made to be some weird misfit you're the focus of his pleasure amen So since we know that we are God's kids, and we know that we were created in his image, and God is not a misfit, you're not a misfit either. And it's important that we believe it. That's the key. I think that is the key. That takes us in the next point here, is that we have to believe that we are who God says we are. Has anybody ever struggled with that one? I think probably most of us have it sometime. You know, here's the reality, is that if we believe that we are a misfit, then we're going to act like a misfit, and then everybody else is going to see us as a misfit. You know, we go back to the movie for a moment. For example, you know, remember when Rudolph was really little? His dad wanted him to what? Hide his nose, right? Put some dirt on it. Hide it, right? He wanted him to do that. The head elf, right? He, He wanted to try to make Hermie fit into what all the elves were supposed to do, which was what? Build toys, right? And, um, but Hermie is like, no, I want to be a dentist. I want to do more. I want to do something different. Um, guys, at the very beginning of the movie, you know, Santa comes in and he's like, oh, well, Donner, he can never be a, you know, lead mine. I mean, look at that nose. Like he did not see the value that Rudolph had. Um, And then, you know, Rob mentioned a while ago about the um, Island of Misfit Toys. All these toys had been labeled, and they took on that label. And one that kind of got me was actually uh, Charlie in the box. Okay, what should it be? 
Jack in the box, right? And so he's like, I'm just a Charlie in the box. I'm not a Jack in the box. I'm here. Right? So he took on that label and didn't believe like, dude, I'm an amazing toy. You can call me what you want. I'm wrong that I'll pop me out, you know? And so we have to take on that identity of who God says that we are. And so the truth is, is it doesn't matter what people say about you. It only matters what God says about you. And then you have to believe what God says about you regardless of how you feel or what other people say about you. And so, so what does he say about us? us? We're going to put a thing up here. And guys, I'm going to have you actually repeat this after me, okay? So say, I believe. I believe. I am called of God. I am called of God. I believe. I believe. I am the apple of my father's eye. I am the apple of my father's eye. I believe. I believe. I am a new creation. I am a new creation. I believe. I believe. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I believe. I believe. I am forgiven of all my sins. I am forgiven of all my sins. I believe. I believe. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I believe. I believe. I am blessed. I am blessed. Okay, y'all waning on me. Get your second wind. Are you ready? <laughs> Third of the way through. Ready? I believe. I believe. I am above and not beneath. I am above and not beneath. I believe. I believe. I am victorious. I am victorious. I believe. I believe. I am set free. I am set free. I believe. I believe. I am strong in the Lord. I am strong in the Lord. I believe. I believe. I am dead to sin. I am dead to sin. I believe. I believe. I am joint heirs with Christ. I am joint heirs with Christ. I believe. I believe. I am more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Okay, next breath, and we'll do our round three. Are y'all ready? All right. Hopefully, you guys are letting this sink in a little bit, because this is who God says you are. All of these are backed up with Scripture and can be applied to our life. All right, last round here. I believe. I believe. I am accepted in the beloved. I am accepted in the beloved. I believe. I believe. I am complete in him. I'm complete in him. I believe. I believe. I am free from condemnation. I'm free from condemnation. I believe. I believe. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I believe. I believe. I can do all things in Christ Jesus. I can do all things in Christ Jesus. I believe. I believe. I am the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I believe. I believe. I show forth his praise. I show forth his praise. I believe. I believe. That I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want to say something right here. As I was reading over this this morning and praying, um, I'm going to bring this in somebody here for a moment. I was talking to somebody this week that um, there was a person that was a part of our church for a while and left and life happened. And they told me that they came two weeks in a row and sat in their vehicle out in the parking lot because they didn't feel that they were worthy to come into God's house. How many of you would know that that's not what God wants and it's not what God says? That no matter what sin, no matter what you have done, You can be quick to repent, and God's right there to pick it up and to keep going. And so you can't let your past, you can't let boys and girls, maybe you disobeyed your mom and dad this morning on the way here. Lord, I'm sorry. Mama, daddy, I'm sorry. And you pick up and you start doing right 
from this point forward. You do what you can from this point forward. So this is who God says you are. If you choose to reject this and to believe what, that you're a misfit, then that's what you will believe. That's what others are going to believe. And so we've got to dismiss what others say and dismiss even what we feel sometimes and say, nope, this is what God says. And this is who and what I choose to believe. And when we believe, when we believe what God says, everything changes. changes. Yep. We can walk boldly in the world uh, with nothing to fear. And so, again, what is Christmas about? Is Christmas about Rudolph? No. Of course not. That's right. It's about believing in Jesus. <laughs> it's about the baby Jesus. Baby That's Jesus. That's right. So let me tell you something about Jesus. And this is the last point before we close. Number three, Jesus came for the misfits. Aren't we thankful for that? <laughs> and here's the reality. I said that none of God's kids are misfits. But before we knew Jesus, that's when we were the misfits. Mm -hmm. And we felt alone. And we felt like we didn't have a place. And we were lost in our sin. We weren't God's kids because we hadn't asked Jesus into our heart. We were whoever the world said that we were. How many of you have been there? So when we haven't made Jesus Lord of our life, that's when we're the misfits, or as the Apostle Paul said, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? So we know that as individuals, we are unique. The cool thing is that God loves us each uniquely. And that's really the real story of Christmas. Jesus came as a baby so that we would all know the love of God, our Heavenly Father. And we know that Jesus was born in that manger so that he could die on that cross, right? And he did that so that we could receive his love and his grace and his mercy in our lives. And today, the message of love has to be communicated to others, to all the other misfits out in the world by us. It's our job. Us who call ourselves Christians. Us who call ourselves God's kids. We declare that Jesus is Lord and that God is love to a world of misfit toys. Right? Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that why we're here? So let me get everybody to bow their heads right quick. Everybody bow your heads with me. Whether you're here in person or you're watching online, as I know we're having this fun Christmas service, and we're talking about Rudolph and different things, but guys, it's all about Jesus. And you don't have to be a lost misfit in this world. And if you know that you have not asked Jesus into your heart, if you know that you haven't surrendered your life to him, the Holy Spirit's working on you right now. And if you listen, you can hear Jesus saying, come to me. Come on. If you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life, or maybe you did at some point, but you just recognize that you're living like that misfit again. You're, you're doing your own thing. You're, you're believing the word of the world rather than the word of the Lord. You're not living like one of God's kids. You can come back to him right now. You don't have to wait another moment. And I just invite you to pray 
you can just pray something like this. Yeah, let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're a good father. You're a good, good father. And I see that now. And I thank you for Jesus. He was born in a manger. And he died on a cross. And he did it for me. He took my sins, my guilt and my shame, and he paid the price for it. And I thank you for that. So Jesus, be Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Make me brand new. I refuse to be a misfit any longer. From this day forward, I will be a child of God. Father, I will belong to you. And I will live boldly in this world. And I will tell everybody about the love of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill me and empower me to be everything you've called me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.